Hey kids, it's me, Seb. Tonight we have invited you to celebrate this New Year's in honor of the time we successfully wasted. An optimist stays up until midnight to see what the next year has in store. And that's why we have Anton here to help us with that. Hello, Anton. Hello, Seb. <laughs> and uh, you know, guys, a pessimist stays up to make sure the old year leaves. That's why we have Åland here to guide us through the night. Hello, Åland. Hey. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is Monster of the Week, constructing old school magic. Yeah, this is how we chill from 93 to... This is how we chill from 93 to... So, Orland, uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, I don't know, Seb. What are we talking about? I, I was hoping you would answer this this time. No, it's, I, I'm guessing it's a New Year's uh, potpourri. Uh, we did something similar last year. Uh, we had people leaving and joining the chat. I don't remember even what we talked about then. Do you remember, Olan? No, I don't. Uh, probably a lot about tournaments and stuff we played. So Yeah, magic-related stuff, I guess. Yeah. It's been a long year. Yeah. So I, gu I guess we will be talking around those points, in a way, and uh, see how long we will manage to do so. Uh, my first thought or question to you, uh, Anton maybe would be do you remember any cool tournaments the, the, the best or a tournament you remembered from this year mm, okay um, I think my peak week of magic tournaments was during Easter we had the NoobCon and uh, on the Friday and on the Saturday we had a vintage gathering in Sweden webcam of course and then we had a pre-modern easter championship on sunday so that whole weekend was like that was magic to me that was yeah great. Uh, but uh yeah I've, I've been doing a lot of tournaments this year webcam based and i had a lot of fun yeah i think one of the problems i have when playing a lot of online tournaments is that everything gets jumbled up a bit uh I don't really remember what I played when. Yeah. <laughs> even. So that that is a the, the good points as you mentioned are maybe what, what what how you how the environment was even though it was online I guess. Yeah. Was, but I think like oh. the, these three tournaments like they they kind of represent what webcam tournaments to me is most fun about. Like either you have a big big championship like the Noob NoobCon or the Easter Championship was two big tournaments. Or you have a small gathering of like camaraderie, uh, and you drink beer mm. and you chat in between rounds in some sort of a like wear by pub, which we have with the vintage uh, gathering on the Saturday. So, like either of those two in a broad spectrum of uh, webcam play is fantastic to me. So you took like the whole weekend off since you have kids, as yeah. I have. Yeah. <laughs> you that that's also a good point like for wh why you enjoy those tournaments ah <laughs> uh, maybe maybe but yeah had, it was easter so yeah they had to go to their mother-in-law with their mom my wife so, 
Yeah, you, you must have felt like when, when you were a bachelor back in the days of it. Yeah. Staying up late. <laughs> yeah, I had some had some uh, buddies crashing over in the house actually. So yeah, it was a good weekend. Hmm. Orlan, do you uh, like you actually have some tournaments that you keep smaller? Do you agree with the sentiment that there's uh, there's a special limit for where you want to be when playing online? Uh, yeah. Like how yeah. many players? Yeah. Doesn't really matter. I mean you can have a pub if you have a small uh, amount of players maybe 10 or so 10 12 uh, but mm. but usually when there's a bigger tournament um, online I usually hang out with some people in a pub anyway so yeah for me it's a bit same same but yeah I've enjoyed uh, playing these small tournaments uh, that we had the X-Files Invitational um, yeah. mm. d- don't ask me for invites uh, <laughs> so uh, but yeah um, we're gonna continue with those as well uh, I'm only getting invited like the last day so it's, uh, it's fine guys yeah well you don't actually need to get invited until like two minutes before the tournament uh if you have taken pre-taken your deck pick and just can upload it uh but, uh, but some I, I don't i don't i don't follow yeah sam I doesn't can't. operate on that uh, no 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 that that's the wrong sequencing for me so i can't do but, that but i i think the best tournament uh, this year was when i went to to some cabin in the woods and played uh with mm? 22 people or so 21 maybe uh, that was uh, the best thing uh, because that's the best part of magic I think with maybe IRL tournaments with around 20 25 people um, like the mm. the ivory yeah. cup sized tournaments uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've had some tournaments also that's been uh, IRL or like hanging out uh, and I, I felt a while that we were going in that direction again uh, we will see where we'll be <laughs> in, uh, in summertime maybe uh, but uh, yeah but I, I you're kind of missing that right uh, to actually be able to hang with people and yeah like stand by a table while people are playing just walk around a bit that's what you want of course yeah and also like um, other events or so to say around the tournaments maybe not just play magic uh, maybe play as little magic as possible that's the best mm. Mm. but that's yeah, actually you... that's actually true about this year like it has been both like the first six months was only webcam based and then we got the second half of the year where IRL uh, tournaments actually happen. Uh, mm. But not at the same scale, I'd say. No. Um, so Real small gatherings. But, but I, yeah, I kind of agree with, uh, like, I have a feeling at least that I've played some more magic in real life this year. Uh, <laughs> but all of the years are getting, yeah, like, they are. skewed up. Yeah, I, I just wondered about if you remember any good tournaments, and you played some also, so maybe you should put the, those up there before the NoobCon weekend, even, uh, Anton. You, didn't you have, like, pre-modern? Was this that this year? Was it last year you had the uh, Northern uh, Yeah, the Northern Sweden Championship we had this year also. Uh, yeah. 
we had like a whole weekend gaming convention in our hometown with the nationals in modern so we had the northern championship in pre-modern and um, legacy as well but i don't know i think yeah this will be a segue to my magic experience this year like eternal magic has completely died for me like i don't mm. enjoy vintage or legacy anymore uh I, I try to keep it alive, but yeah, the last six months, it's like, nah, I, I, mm. I'm, I'm too involved in old school and pre-modern now, so I, I don't see any. But middle. it's not just that you get more involved in that. It's like the formats, right? <sighs> yeah, yeah, it is the formats, but basically it's the new reprint policies uh, or the fire designs and uh, not the reprint policy, the print policy of new cards. It's like, ah. It, it happens too much too fast, so I can't keep up anymore. I'm going to yeah. go. Um, so yeah, I, I made a remark about that like on Twitter that uh, I was basically making a joke, but like magic is dying because there's too many sets. And I think it was an article that I read that had like cards in uh, like different borders, uh, yeah. weird borders. Yeah. And uh, like the author begged the question, what set this is from <laughs> you can't tell no. like you, you can tell maybe from one of them what set this is from but everything is like uh, yeah every month even yeah yeah but, but basically spoiler. but like at the same time it's kind of nice when you play locally or or like in a small country as sweden where we have like I don't know, 40, 50 active vintage players with actual, like, they own power and they kind of enjoy vintage. Like, no one of them keeps up with the current, uh, like, meta. Yeah. Uh, don't you agree on that, Oland? Like, if you play vintage, there are some old cards there. There are some, like, people haven't done their research yet. And that's kind of nice. Well, I mean, I think a lot of not a lot but some of the players keep up i mean it's it's so easy to keep up with vintage because it's basically like mtg top eight says what what everyone plays so it takes five minutes to scout the meta uh in vintage because it's so small so so you get a good grasp of the format just looking through maybe five ten deck lists and then then you're set yeah so, but then you know but then you know that most vintage players in Sweden do not do that. So, like, is it is it wise to keep up with the current most hip list that is like based of the MTGO meta when you come to a meta that is basically one year old? I, I think that's. I mean, when at BSK people played new decks, so uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, th I think Anton, I agree uh, with both of you, but Anton, I don't think you're saying that people are not playing new decks, but there's always those who play the same deck or. But it, but there, there wasn't really anyone that that came with ah oh, this deck is three years old, uh, for BSK mm. at least. People, uh, I think, like some yeah. of vintage decks are. Uh, like always, some uh, archetypes are always there, of course. Like Oath. Yeah. Uh, but but Oath, Oath, is, Oath is very different now. It's it's not mm. the same as Oath two years ago. Yeah. So what, you, what you're saying is that people are, maybe they have an uh, archetype they used to play, but they develop it from still netdecking and doing probably what's the current version of that is. Yeah, well, that's what I do at least. Yeah. Um, mm. And a lot of other guys that 
played like Bazaar decks. Well, people are not just playing uh, Dredge, which was which was the usual choice before. It's like some new people got into vintage. I mean, when we're talking about some people, it's one two. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's it's not many, but but still, it's like. Uh, and then some people didn't get Ursa Saga, uh, the card, not yeah. the set. Uh, for those listening, and um, well, they had to make subpar decks. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, I I rem I'm with you, uh, Anton. If going back to the like leaving eternal and all and we talked yeah. about that also that vintage with as we mentioned on the new uh, like n when we revisited with mg uh noobcon the first uh like tournaments mm. uh, that you and i met uh, like uh, and we kept playing uh, vintage the couple of years uh like when we met uh, noobcon but i don't feel that we're there now and I, I guess it's what Anton says that there's too many new, like pushed cards. Uh, but also, I don't know if how many people are playing vintage in real life. Yeah, but that's the vintage, thing. Vintage seems like a modo, like Magic Online uh, format more. But, but uh, actually, uh, Beyonce is going to start up vintage in Gothenburg again. So hmm? yeah, mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. Uh, probably not as early as expected due to COVID, but the plan was during the spring uh, to to start up playing again because there's, I mean, the highest concentration of vintage players is in Gothenburg, yeah, uh, sure, or the Gothenburg mm. area. People can just uh, come in. Uh, people like Yukimon could come in for vintage and pre-modern and and stuff like that, and and Mikael Matiasson and, and other guys can just um, travel in. So so yeah think there's a possibility that we will start but we'll see what happens maybe play once a month or so uh, yeah but the thing is like i still feel kind of i don't know a responsibility or a depth towards the vintage community in sweden like i can't i can't quit it because we have so yeah. few players and i do enjoy it but i can't keep up with it like uh, mm -hmm. and i love the players since it's such a small community it's like I mean, people talk about the 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 atmosphere of old school players. I think vintage players, our national vintage players community is, it's the it's, best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's usually a really fun experience, and it's a uh, <laughs> it's a place where you can actually be more spiky, of course, also whilst playing against some of the same players. Uh, yeah. And it's fun to play some new cards uh, once in a while, <laughs> but uh, for me, I guess that like I I feel more and more that vintage becomes like uh, EDH or Commander. Uh, when Wizards started printing their own cards for Commander, uh, you you always play with the Soul Ring, you always play with like in Commander and in vintage you always play with the Moxen and whatever, and all the restricted cards. The list is so long now. So I would just love if Wizards revisited the whole format. Or as we talked about, Olan, with uh, uh, Per, per the, the Hermit from X-Files. Like, you could... I would like to play... Uh, what, what would it be? 
not old bordered vintage is that extended or we had mm. some discussion no about but we have we have so we have talked about this online and not just with the hermit i've talked okay. with several other guys that you could basically uh, do the cutoff before console tarkir um if you play vintage before that, you don't have the mentor, you don't have treasure crews, you don't have dig through time and all those stuff, uh, and all the oppressive decks. Uh, you have to revisit the the restricted list because else you would just play shops, um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because remember that lodestone golem and chalice were not restricted back then. So, mm. uh, but but there's a there's a fun format there, uh, and that would be great. But still, it's I mean it's the same as old school in the in the sense that you will it's always correct to play like 18 <laughs> restricted cards. So mm. so I mean vintage is basically the same in that way uh, with with uh, as old school. So so I don't see any difference there. Uh, well, uh, the <laughs> the fun cards uh, get more and more pushed out of uh, the decks for me at least uh, that's the feeling i have like you you want to at least in your mind be be the one who well i i kind of built this deck but uh, yeah of course the one part of or the maybe the most fun part of a vintage is you're playing really powerful spells and you can do so uh, much with the format and that's what got in got, why i got into it yeah. in the first place there's so many routes to take uh, in many decks that you play uh, and sometimes that goes for old school also old school is more uh, of uh, like you want to feel the cards you want to play the cards and you want to yeah have the experience in another way i feel but yeah, yeah. but I, I don't think like especially for vintage i don't think the format is unhealthy or like it's it's not like badly balanced per se but you have to keep up you have to keep track of the new release mm. uh, releasing cards and uh, it kind of like rotates in that uh, in that way that every like six months there are some new push 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 cards so yeah you have to look everything over and like yeah you you will replace typical example is like memory jar which had been a staple for 20 years, it's now gone from vintage because Bolas has Citadel has just replaced it. And like, we're getting to that point more and more. So the nostalgic factor from vintage is perhaps disappearing a bit. Uh, but I don't, I don't think the format is like bad. Uh, mm. I'm just not as involved that I used to be with it. And yeah. Mm. Um, maybe we should freshen things up with a non-magic related yeah. question as I uh, put some of those in also. Uh, Oland, you're, you're, you've been, when you started collecting vinyl, uh, you had some records uh, a while back also, but you've really been collecting vinyl, I feel this year, but maybe it was uh, last it year that you, it exploded. Yeah, it was. 2020 it, yeah, it was in the beginning of 2020 actually. So, so basically, around when COVID hit, I have bought my vinyl player. Um, so, so yeah, I've been collecting the last two years. Mm. So is that what you would put up if you, like, something that you collected this year? That would probably be a vinyl thing? or Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's the only thing I've actually been collecting during COVID. Mm. Uh, Do you have any favorite uh, buys this year? 
yeah, I would say that uh, I would say that uh, Steven Wilson's discography is my favorite by. Uh, I've been listening to Porcupine Tree for a couple of years, but I haven't really listened to Solar Records, and some of them are uh, my all-time favorites now. When I discovered them this year, so so there's oh. something with that. Um, uh, the hand cannot erase record is yeah, it's probably a top five all-time record for me, uh, which mm-hmm. which I found this year. Um, otherwise, I've mostly been listening to stuff from the seventies, so seventies and eighties. So, yeah. But you, you, n- you're not ordering new prints or anything. You just buy stuff in record stores, or I'm ordering new stuff. Uh, okay, okay. Are new music actually produced in vinyl these days? Yeah, yeah. It's, okay, it sells a lot more than CDs. Yeah, uh. this is the first year or month maybe uh, since '91 that uh, vinyl has sold as much but is cd or what is cd still a thing yep yeah in a way but, but okay now we're okay. talking vinyl yeah vinyl, vinyl i can see for the <laughs> yeah, okay cool okay so we're only talking vinyl <laughs> uh i'm i i started collecting vinyl uh, like a some maybe three four years ago but i kind of paced off since i want to go in record stores and find the stuff uh and I, I I don't know where to I don't know where my collection should be, so I have like I have the as you have uh, all on like the the artists that I really love and I got all of those records that I wanted from them, <laughs> but then I didn't know where to go from there. I didn't want to buy like everything, <laughs> but like all the new artists and stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, m- my my collection is like all over the place right now. I feel. But I'm I'm buying records at random a lot as well, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. I've never heard. Uh, That's how you did it, like back in the days. You yeah, went to a record store and listened to a CD. And yeah, then you... and, and yeah, I mean, I don't even listen at the record store. You can do that at some stores, but but there's always like, yeah, you've heard of this artist, or, or like an artist you really like uh, said, oh, this is uh, one of my big inspirations. Yeah, I'll just buy it. Uh, I don't even bother listening to it on Spotify before, and because mm. that's part of the experience as well. Uh, and usually, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the uh, albums from the seventies and eighties, they are they are good straight through. Uh, if you buy a new record today, it's it's mostly shit. Uh, it's a couple of good songs or or whatnot. Um, Except mm. for with some artists, and that's why I gravitated towards concept albums because yeah, then there's a concept for the whole album, so so generally the whole album is good. Mm. Yeah, and you, you're into more music uh, like that also the than I am, like more of the uh, not metal but uh, like doom. Or whatever, yeah, but uh, metal, uh, yeah, or but more conceptual. I yeah, believe. I mean more, more. I mean the last two years is uh, like the the prog rock revelation for me. I haven't listened to prog rock before, um, so so there's mostly been that lately. Uh, hmm. Anton, you, are you collecting anything else than magic or? Uh, I, I've been a huge film collector uh, from back mm-hmm. in the days. I have a like very large stack of DVDs and uh, 
VHS uh, cassettes. Did you go Blu-ray also? Yeah, I, d or? I did okay. go Blu-ray some, but I, I was like, ah, I think uh, DVD is still nice. But then obviously uh, the computer was the thing. Like I don't download mm. it and uh, stream it. And so, so movies is, uh, I'm a very big enthusiast about that, but not mm. As opposed to music, I listen to my old like power metal records from the eighties, and that's mm. about it. I, I hear some pop music yeah. from the radio, but like, but movies, I'm more excited about. Is it power metal you listen to when you work out, or? Yeah, among others. Okay. <laughs> but I do enjoy like rap and uh, pop also, so I'm mm. like kind of everywhere. But yeah. But have you bought anything this year that you could not maybe collected, but uh, like a thing you remember buying this year that you? Hmm. Uh, oh, hard question. I I can say like it wasn't this. It was last year. We bought a smart TV for our house, mm. and um, mm. that was a life changer. Like people have talked about when you get your iPad, that will change everything. I I did not get that at all. But when we got the smart TV, like you have always Netflix, you have always access to I don't know HBO or mm. whatever. It's such a life changer, especially with kids also. Like yeah. they don't have to sit and wait through the children program with shitty like directed programs for three year olds. Do, when do they're you have Google Chrome or Alexa or something like that also? Uh, no, uh, okay, okay. we're still kind of streaming from our computer if we want to like download stuff. Uh, otherwise mm -hmm. we have a lot of uh, just pay-per-view stuff, but yeah. Because my game changer this year would be also, but not a smart TV. I got, I got a NAS, you know, uh, own media center thing, you could say. Yep. NAS is uh, more of a, uh, like, server or whatever. Uh, it's a, it's that net, I have. network access storage. Yeah, yep. thank you, Alon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the wrapper NAS, then. Uh, so, uh, when I got that, yeah, I started actually uh, just like what you said when you, because I, I love movies and uh, I also collected them a while, but mm. nowadays you don't do that. But no. then when I had my, my own storage unit, I started to like having movies on it that I can play on my TV and whatever. Mm. And I actually felt like the problem with being like having not the physical things is that what should be on it and i like have put on I put up so many movies and stuff on it that i and i need to revalue what i actually want to watch yeah. <laughs> I, I like am i am i going to watch like the top 100 imdb <laughs> movies i have so many crappy movies on it right now that i will probably never watch but i feel like yeah, maybe maybe I will watch this someday when I get it, and I, I don't do it that so. Yeah, but that that's the problem with like everything going digital. Like we have fully access to everything. Like my my yeah. work uh, in research is like I download I don't know how many like scientific art articles on my computer, oh. and it's the same thing. Like even even at work, like I don't know how to select anymore. It's too mm. much. <laughs> well, it's and that's a cool thing why you get vinyls then Oland you have a, like a visual collection at yeah. least yeah and I fe feel like I mean th that's that's a skill right now um, before you you needed to learn stuff now you have to process and analyze stuff more yeah. in a way and that goes for research 
highly, but even in your daily life, I think that you you have to you you can't process everything. And it's like I I still watch uh, movies on DVD a lot. Um, I buy them from the the second hand store. You get like five uh, DVDs for twenty crowns, which is about two euros. No. Uh, uh, and then I just return them uh, after I've watched them. I just return them back, and they can sell them to someone else. Uh, You're still renting movies then. That, that's, yeah, in, in a way. That's badass. Um, yeah. uh, and I like the physical media because, I mean, I yeah. sometimes listen to... Sp- I mean, at work I listen to Spotify, but yeah, I basically listen to whole albums anyway then. But um, there, There's a reason why we are sitting here in like doing a podcast about old shit <laughs> and <laughs> still, still like proclaiming that it was better yesteryear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing will be better. But <laughs> yeah. the I I remember regarding the like renting stuff. They they had this in Stockholm on one of the largest roads in Stockholm. They had this l- big twenty four hour open uh, video store, but not video store like you could imagine with the new movies. They had like it it was called Casablanca. And they had like stuff going back to whenever. It's so big, and everything is on VHS, <laughs> more or less. Uh, so I actually got from my parents then. This is maybe early 2000s or something like that. <laughs> I, I got my parents VHS and uh, started renting stuff there. Yep. Uh, so even then, you could go retro. <laughs> but I remember it as a. I had a fond feeling about like going off the. Because early 2000s, not everything had been digitalized. Like today, yeah. uh, you could get whatever you, whatever movie you like uh, in like a digital format. But then they start, they just pushed out the new movies. And I wanted to get the, like, maybe I should want, I don't want to be, I don't want stuff being pushed in my face. So I wanted to go with the back aisles and find the VHS and watch it. And uh, it's the physical experience that uh, we're missing, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the the problem with VHS, it's such a shitty format in so many ways. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. I saw one like two years ago and it was like, what? Can we even like digest what is happening in this film? It's impossible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing against that at all. Uh, that, I think it, we're, we're probably in a better place, <laughs> as what you said, Anton. <laughs> we're, we're complaining about <laughs> things are too easily accessed and <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. To, to whatever. But uh, <laughs> I, I also feel that uh, when we have the streaming services as a media, today more uh, at least in sweden here uh, i think a lot of people have cables still in the world and whatever uh, but when you have that like for now for instance the most viewed movie in the world is the leonardo DiCaprio. yeah uh, don't look movie. up don't look up yeah, yeah. No. and like a couple of months ago maybe three four months ago it was everybody was talking about squid yeah, game exactly. and I don't think any of those are like terrific. (laughs) I I think, okay, Don't Look Up is good, but it's not like it shouldn't be the most view. And Squid Game is basically for kids. So (laughs) I, 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 it feels like 
uh, you get pushed stuff, but you think you're it's your choice. But now I need to put find my tin foil hat here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, but I think about Squid Squid Game. Uh, I haven't see, watched uh, Don't Look Up yet, but Squid Game I think is like yeah. When I watch it, it's like yeah, this is pretty mediocre. But it's like. Uh, you can watch the source material instead. Watch a weird, weird Korean, Japanese uh, mm. movies, horror movies, and stuff like that, and and you yeah. can see where they have taken everything from. Those are pretty good, or were pretty good when they got released, at least. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah. But I, I, I think Squid Game. Uh, it's not for kids. It's very violent, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, but that's why kids love it. Yeah, saddest part <laughs> yeah. of the year here. <laughs> yeah well um, well kids uh, i'm talking about maybe 12 years old and up that's uh, uh, it's still very violent yeah yeah well, I, I, yeah i we didn't have that type of cap in age limits when uh, we grew up I, I remember watching conan barbarian when i was maybe like seven or eight yeah. uh, and it stuck with me that's why that's why i still work out because that's how we are supposed to look right yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who we are in that movie. Maybe I could be. <laughs> yeah, we are Arnold, obviously, but yeah. Okay. So, uh, going back to magic stuff. Uh, maybe actually because maybe because we had some real life experiences in magic I think you were kind of good at staying inside in the during the first part of the pandemic uh, uh, all on before vaccination and whatever but now you've been trading I heard you traded a bunch yeah as I've gathered. yeah yeah I've um, been lucky to to been trading a lot and i really like enjoy trading i don't really like selling cards but yeah i um i found uh, an alpha balance in my binder uh which i thought was beta i had it since 2012 so that i traded mm -hmm. away mm -hmm. to a good friend of ours uh enforcer mirbaka uh mm, nice. mr bonnie yeah uh but that was that was basically just a trade to get some easier cards but then i traded at BSK, I, I traded for uh, three more Guardian Beasts. Um, uh, I traded for Living Plains as well. The first Guardian Beast you bought from me? Yep. Uh, that I, bought I have it. no idea why I sold it, though. <laughs> uh, you were hungover or something. Uh, <laughs> Probably. Uh, and then, I, as, as I said, I got Living Plains, uh, which is interesting in itself. But I mm. also How traded uh, three Living Planes. Okay, which nice, I've, nice. Uh, and I traded for white border seat in a bottles, um, which people have been following me know that I like the white border cards, but these are somewhat special because these are the two ones that MG white bordered in 2011, 12 or something for his white weenie deck. They've been running around in Gothenburg. Cool. Cool. So, so those are really cool. And I know several other guys would love those. Uh, mm. But you didn't really buy any magic cards, and you just like I traded. I traded. Uh, yeah, yeah. I traded away some foreign black border jewels and some some guru lands, which I don't really care about anymore. So you can't mm. play semi pimp anymore. 
Uh, I have some jewels, but I never had a full collection of foreign black border jewels. Okay. I had like, I think my cap was at 20, and now I have 10 left or something. But yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I'm not going to get 80 jewels <laughs> anyway. So, so yeah. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. Destroying your own format. <laughs> I actually traded with Anton as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I was going to say. Okay. I was going to say. Yeah, Anto, did you get the foreign blackboard? No, I did not trade for them. I I got my last uh, Phyrexian Dreadnought uh, by Ah, um, from uh, Orland, so that was nice. Mm. And uh, I have to like pitch in here, like at BSK, that was amazing to have uh, a nice trading community again. We had Mitya and uh, Sky Guild, right? Alban and Mitya, yeah, Sky Guild, yeah, Mm. Uh, and of course William and uh, Mindstage. But uh, I traded a lot, and I got like two unlimited underground seas among others Ooh. yeah i traded two revised and uh, and then unlimited time vault uh, as like in between and i got like a place at replenish a place at Purex and dreadnought a place at opalescence so like a lot of like those niche pre-modern cards that are somewhat becoming quite expensive and i don't want to like purchase them and trade shit away uh, or sell shit away so it's so convenient with um, these conventions and like having the real old school stores again and players such as Orland who has like every staple there is so yeah uh, really miss that mm. yeah M- trading or what, what no yeah, mistrading, but I, of course, missed Orland as well. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> so um, I remember, like this year, because uh, there's always this fear of missing out uh, in at least old school, a bit in pre-modern also now, right? Since uh, like people started buying a bunch of magic cards during the pandemic yep. and. Ma- Every time I talk to someone, they say that, uh, like, yeah, I got in before all the prices. But that's, like, when did that happen? Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's always going up, of course. Uh, maybe we should be lucky, maybe not. But I, since we have had so many weird formats this year, uh, I have been buying so many cards that's not that expensive, but, like... Uh, I got the DFB set of uh, Pendlehavens and stuff like that that I'm uh, nice. I, I just like uh, went all in on having all of the more uh, <laughs> like mono whatever mm. uh, sets but also I bought like things you would never usually play uh, we've been playing Swedish 69 for instance then you need nine uh, out of each set, uh, not the core set unlimited beta whatever, but you need uh, nine of the four horsemen in each deck you want to play. And then you need to fill those out. And some of them are harder than others to fill out if you're playing mono or if you're playing whatever colors. Yeah, the dark uh, is basically impossible if you're not playing <laughs> yeah. red. There are so many bad yeah. cards in the dark. I mean, since Maze of Gordon restricted, yeah. yeah, but Gordon restricted Blood Moon. That was my first. Yeah, I just played Blood Moon on the first stream. I think first yeah. ever four, played. <laughs> four Blood Moons and four Ball Lightnings. Yeah, they're good cards. But yeah. Yeah. So I just like went there. Uh, 
and then uh, instantly Gordon. No, actually, he mentioned that they did have a uh, they did have a Swedish sixty nine tournament in the states somewhere. I don't remember. Okay. Or is, was it Italy? He said so. Anyhow, I played it a couple of a month ago or something. I played with him uh, a tournament, uh, and they want they restricted Bloodman. Hmm. But, I, but but it's he that did it. I uh, yeah. So so it's restricted in three sixty nine now, and you need some more uh, weird cards uh, to fill out those spots, I guess. Do the listener? Uh, yeah, oh, you explained it. Sorry, no, no mm. Yeah, what what's three sixty nine? Yeah, you yeah. explained it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, and I I'm like into playing weird formats because. You get to brew at least one time, and I I tried to break the formats. So when, when we played Swedish 69 this last time, I won that tournament also. <laughs> and my way of going about this was playing uh, uh, sit in a bottle main, yeah, nice. Since, uh, and rook eggs and stuff like that. Uh, so now I think maybe he need to restrict sit in a bottle also. I don't know. Yeah, it, it sounds like you've become like known to be playing spiky things now, Seb. There are a lot of like uh, internet hate on you playing. Uh, spiky. I, I want to, yeah, I want to say something about that because <laughs> today, like Seb was like, yeah, f- we're talking about Mind Bomb, one of the worst old school cards that you think is playable. It's like Seb is on on Discord, it's like, oh, fun is greater than terrible. But yeah, you spike every tournament. It's like. So weird, so weird comment. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just trying to make people feel good. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that makes no sense. It's like you're saying something that you don't stand for at all. It's so weird. Um, fun is better than terrible, but spike is better than <laughs> fun. <But laughs> you didn't add that to that, to that equation. <laughs> no, no, but it doesn't exclude that. Yeah. But when yeah. did this happen, Seb? When did you uh, turn into this? He has always been spiking. He, it's just now that he has started winning when spiking. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That, that's, mm. the, that's the difference, uh, yeah. I think, because you've been winning a lot during COVID. Um, yeah, I've been uh, maybe I've started to get become a good cheater or something. That's that's why. <laughs> I mean, one one of the things during COVID, you have played a lot as well. I yeah. mean, you you have re- I have also played a lot, and it's like yeah, you kind of get better at magic if you play magic a lot. Yeah. yeah, but but to the extent of this conversation, I want to uh, say that I haven't played like a single. I've, I've played a lot of different decks, I'd say. Uh, but sure, it's not like the. Uh, I played Eureka sometimes and whatever. Not that spiky, but uh, I, I just want to make the best of those decks. Yeah. Uh, it's not like I'm going in and playing. Uh, Lauter, Baltex, or uh, the Dex, or Blue Red Counterburn. Mm. It's more like there's been a bunch of, as I as we said, a bunch of weird tournaments with weird formats. Yeah. And if we have a weird format, I feel like, well, you're entitled to, <laughs> uh, like, try to break that. Yeah. If if you, if you have if uh, Olan says we should play without blue, uh, or whatever. Uh, 
I, I feel like in that essence, you're able to play whatever the fuck you want then. Yeah. That's just what I think. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain about it, but uh, I'm gonna complain about making some kind of image that you're not a real spike. Have I ever tried <laughs> to make that image? Yeah. I think yeah. you're confusing yeah. me with Gordon. <laughs> but uh, I've never said I'm not a spike, have I? I think this is in, this is in your head uh, that that. I'm I'm this uh, idol up on the shelf that's so nice and caring and don't win and do my own stuff. But now you see me winning and now you feel like, oh. <laughs> I think I think and there's maybe it's because I beat you like, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Olan, in the three tied finals or whatever. We had uh, a small tournament. Yeah, but you didn't I beat won. me. I beat you. Well, I won the tournament <laughs> yeah, Olan, so on tiebreakers. Yeah. So, but I beat you. I beat counts. you. Yeah. Uh. You know. You know what? What to say about uh, second place? It's yeah. the first loser. Yeah, I mean, Jonas was the second place. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Ah, okay. So you're the third loser. <laughs> no, you, you, you're not. Second loser. You're, yeah, you're not <laughs> making sense right now. <laughs> but there, there's something to it. Like if we, if you play a lot of magic. Uh, and you you have collected most of the cards in a niche format. There's no reason to like not play optimal cards since you have them and you have the experience with a lot of different decks now. So like, it's perhaps due to like natural reasons that you actually play just better cards and therefore better decks and therefore are seen as a spike. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And uh... getting philosophical here. I think that uh, yeah, we th this is always the not a problem, but this is the sentiment of the format. Yeah. Uh, people want to have fun, uh, and people should bring what the fuck they want to play. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really care about it. I actually want to see someone playing the deck soon. I haven't seen uh, the deck in forever. Uh, for instance, I'm not going to bring it though, since <laughs> I'm I'm not a spike. No. no <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, who cares? Uh, it's uh, it, and it's just fu fun and games. Uh, I, I I don't mind being called a spike. So uh, we're going to back to non uh, magic related stuff, uh, and uh, we've actually been like zigzagging through some of the stuff already. But uh, when mentioning movies uh do you have a movie or maybe a tv, TV series uh, anton that you would recommend this year uh yeah i mean covid has kind of fucked up the movie industry like big so i, I don't think there are that many great releases uh the mm -hmm. last two years but there are some like you should actually watch and i think the big like networks are producing good stuff these days so like netflix and hbo they are doing great stuff and so i don't know have you seen the um, comedian the stand-up comedian bo burnham's inside yeah, yeah. yeah i think that was like one of the best movies this year uh, I, i'm the top one percent listener of bo burnham yeah? on spotify okay <laughs> uh, you you get the wrap up from spotify and it said i was one of the top one percent yeah yeah, that's cool. But like that, 
that film or documentary was uh, just mm. I, I thought it was talking amazing. about inside yeah, his, uh, yeah. inside Bo Burnham like his just COVID life revelation musical stuff it was amazing it was so dark but still like yeah. very current and uh, satirical so yeah I, mm. I love that one uh, yeah, that's a great uh, I, I would I would plus one for me on that uh, suggestion yeah. yeah and then uh, last week or 10 days or so i saw uh, i saw the new spider-man movie mm -hmm. and i'm a huge spider-man fan and this uh -huh. movie you I didn't know that yeah i am uh, like why from childhood yeah or? from childhood uh, okay. yeah uh been a huge... like white stuff that shoots out of yeah things ex exactly that's why okay. uh but that film i mean the, the new avengers universe of spider-man is horrible but that film I won't spoil anything, but obviously it has some um, loose threads connecting mm. to older or other universes with Spider-Man. It was mm. amazing. It was a so good cinematic experience. Like not a great mm. film per se, but for for a Spider-Man fan, it was. Mm. See it. So I'm taking it that you're like a Avenger fan also. No, I'm not. Uh, okay, okay. I don't Since like you're talking about the universe, yeah, that's usually... That, that's uh, the thing. The Avenger universe in Spider-Man is horrible. Uh, Tom mm. Holland is not the best Spider-Man, but this film kind of um, makes up for a lot of shitty films in the Avenger okay. universe. So, yeah. yeah. So, see that. Hmm. I... Uh, I s th this is... Because they actually released two Spider-Man movies this year, I believe. Uh, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal also. What? Yeah. <laughs> they, they or did they not? Because uh, you're talking. This is released right now, right? Yeah. 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 And they released uh, one also like Home from School or <laughs> whatever. With Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. What? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna need to <laughs> Alan, do you up. know about this, or is Seb making up names? Uh, no, hate, I'm, I'm not. I hate hey, everything with superheroes. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Li live live googling, googling is nice. On, on pod, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, but the the perfect thing is that I can, but maybe won't uh, cut this out. <laughs> uh, far from home. Yeah, but that's not Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. He's the he's mysterious. Okay. Okay. Now I see your connection. I thought you said Jack Gyllenhaal. Okay. That was not this year. That was like 2018 or something. Fucking time, man. No. Can't keep up with it. No. No. It's rough. But he's in one of my favorite movies, Donnie Darko, Jake Gyllenhaal, and that's they have this uh, talking about uh, going through time. No. So maybe maybe it was 2018. Maybe it was this year. <laughs> It felt like this year. Yeah. I'm going by that. Going back okay, to 2001. So I kind of wanted to watch the movie since Jake Chilno was in it hmm. that year, whenever that came out. Yeah. But now I haven't even uh, thought about it, but now I will probably look at it. Uh, I did a rewatch of the <sighs> Since Everyone, and I agree with you, Alan. I've hate superhero movies uh, since it's like the it's too much right now uh, the experience is done I believe uh, we have uh, when we, we've gone into the anti-hero territory yeah. uh, instead we're uh, like 
the hero, the superheroes are the bad people uh, in uh, movies. Yeah. But it's nice to hear that they have, uh, they still have a place to be, uh, I guess. Uh, but I, I, I rewatched all the big Avenger movies, and I still have the same uh, feeling that like one hour or two hours in, or whatever, I feel like. When will this end? <laughs> Nothing is happening. They're just running around and screaming stuff. Okay, you, uh, so you actually watched them. I have never. I haven't even watched them. I, I yeah, don't, I, I don't. I rewatched them. Okay, I <laughs> I'm never gonna watch I, them. It's it's yeah. so bad. It's so terrible. Mm. But uh, I do like the uh, uh, what's the Hulk movie uh, they did uh, a couple of years ago. One of my favorite uh, uh, superhero movies when they're in space. You've seen this, Anton? Or you know? Hulk in space. Sounds like <laughs> Avenger. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> Avenger and like uh, Endgame or uh, one of those. Two. I mean, this, this is, okay. uh, this ah. is terrible. This, this is, is terrible. terrible. That, that was great anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's move on. Yeah, sure. Thor Ragnarok. That, that's a good one. Okay. I recommend it for everyone. Uh, uh, no, no, for real. I think everyone that even don't like superhero movies uh, love that one uh, because that's the first one that uh, what's it called Taika Waititi, I think, uh, made. And I would go for a suggestion, uh, clinging to that, since he also made the What We Do in the Shadows, uh, and he's in the first. What We're Doing in Shadows is a movie, if no one knows about it. Have, have anyone of you seen it? Uh, no. I no, have no okay. idea what it's, it is. It's a, it's a fake documentary that... Yeah, about maybe. the vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, well, yeah, yeah. Then I've, I've seen that. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. It, it was maybe done five years ago yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, it's very comedic, but also very, very dark. Uh, and like a couple of years ago, they started making a series of it. So I think they're into the second season now. Uh, and I really recommend people uh, watching it, that, uh, watch that because it's it's so over the top. Not not in a like uh, quirky way. <laughs> it's it's so uh, dark, but very, very. Uh, like on the nose on what old vampirism could be but they're like this the the premise is that what would happen if a vampire actually did exist today (laughs) in like i think they're in new york or something uh not not in the big like one of the suburbs there uh they will be so out of touch with reality and that's how all the people are there they like from the movie. They have a conversation. Why do you, why do you want to, uh, wh- why do you want to? Wh- what's up with the virgins and that's why? Well, it's like this: if you have a sandwich, and if someone fucked that sandwich, uh, it's better not if they fucked the sandwich, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the, the, you're you're not selling this good at, at all. I uh, I. I what what we do in what we do in the shadows? That's my recommend. Yeah, that was a good mockumentary for sure. Mm. Um, it was I, very funny. Talking about mockumentaries, old mockumentaries. The one where they drew dicks was good. I, I don't remember the name. Mm-hmm. Where where a guy would drew dicks on the on the teachers' cars. Um, 
and they try yeah. to find, find out who drew the dicks. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's, that's right. Ah, uh, what was that one called? There was uh, some stoners. Um, uh, okay. Uh, no. uh, yeah, that's no. that's a great one. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but I've, I've, I haven't really watched anything this year. Uh, American mm -hmm. Vandal was the dick drawing. Mm. Uh, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, well, this is going to be released when the thing I'm most excited for is released, and that's Cobra Kai Season 4. Mm -hmm. Are they up because, to season four now? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Okay. I mean, because Cobra Kai was my favorite movie uh, when I was a kid. You mean uh, Karate, uh, karate, karate kid. kid? Yeah, yeah, Karate Kid, yeah. Cobra Kai. Because Cobra Kai's are the real. Um, I mean, Daniel Larusso was the villain, actually. <laughs> oh so, no! So you get you get everything explained in Cobra Kai. Um, okay. But, yeah. 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 I was I was surprised watching uh, at least the first season. Uh, they went with that, uh, like the whole premise that it's an internet thing, I believe, from some forum that someone made a <laughs> made a suggestion that who's the bad guy really, yeah. uh, and and they went with that, uh, and they from that point of view, I don't know how long after it is. It's in real life, maybe twenty years or whatever. Uh, since the first cut it's more than 30 years it yeah. came in oh, 80, oof, 86 or something uh, yeah. but they still it. they still look as the same the bo yeah. both main costs so yeah. they don't look older at all so mm. um but yeah. i think it's uh at least the first season i did enjoy uh yeah i lost uh, interest uh, in season two as well i yeah, i did it, enjoy the first one it's a bit overdramatic, yeah. uh, I but believe. The f but the yeah, but the thing is, is, the first two seasons were YouTube, um, and then Netflix mm. took it over fr from season three. So I think season three is better than season two. Um, okay. So, so yeah, there's yeah, uh, there's that if you didn't like since. But then, um, and I'm watching with The Witcher season mm. two. Yeah, I, I just think finished. the I, I haven't finished it, but I think The Witcher season two is better than the first one. Uh, mm. Because the first one was a bit weird and all over the place. And I think yeah. uh, season two is more uh, like the main story of the books. Um, from what I heard, I haven't re came through to re read the books yet, but I will. Uh, yeah, but. I mean, there are some great characters. Siri is amazing uh, character. But what was great about season one was all the sexiness uh, stuff with Geralt and Jennifer. That was so <laughs> fucking hot. <laughs> And that's not the thing in season two, and that bums everyone out. Like we want to see Gerald okay. naked and Jennifer naked. Like mm. that—that's what. Why we watching this? But yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, uh, everyone watches in their own way. <laughs> you don't have to watch for naked uh, Henry Cavill, but yeah, he's a hot guy. He's very hot. Yeah. Yeah, I think he said he didn't eat for uh, like a day before he did the tub scene yeah. that you're mentioning, Anton. Yeah. Apparently, he's a real nerd as well and does Warhammer yeah. stuff. And yeah, there's this uh, thing, like when he tells someone off for trying to put Dungeons & Dragons guys down. Uh, so, yeah. And I enjoy the first season, uh, but I was uh, I'm okay. I'm interested when you say the second season is better, Olan, since I was a bit like sometimes it felt it should be over the top since it's a if if it's a game 
that the game that it's based on is also over top. No, it's the, the books. It, the books that it's yeah, based okay, on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. The books that the game that <laughs> the no, series is based on. But <laughs> the books are uh, also a bit more. Uh, yeah, it's like epic fantasy. It, it and it's. I love I, I love how the first season is a bit more tongue in cheek with everything. It's a bit fun sometimes also. That it's is. not like this super serious stuff. Yeah, but it's but, not But I then again, some of the super serious stuff is too uh, over the place for me. But yeah. I mean, it's not really I I don't consider it epic fantasy. I mean, it's 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 a bit weird in the fantasy genre for me. I mean, uh, if you watch the other fantasy series, Wheel of Time, that's more like some epic fantasy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, the characters are obviously great in The Witcher. That's that's yeah. a big, big draw of it, yeah. and it, the weird weird characters and the weird interactions. Um, they they are not as 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 the usual fantasy characters at all. Uh, and I, I, lo I love that like the production with Witcher is like it sometimes looks like it's taken from Cena Warrior Princess or like old school Hercules <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it's so poor it's so bad but it works so well because you have great characters so it like it, it has a like self-ironic side to it I think yeah I but, think that's probably yeah intentional yeah in yeah for sure uh, Must be. because nowadays you don't see set designs in that way especially not in fantasy or sci-fi you only see they just put green screen and two people walking through yep. whatever but it feels like it's real sets that's probably why you have that feeling of <laughs> <laughs> like didn't they do hercules yeah, or something exactly. like that also exactly. yeah. <laughs> did you give the world some love today babe did you give the world some love today, baby? Well, you gave me lots of love, that's true. You give the world some love, too. You give the world some love today, baby. When you saw a weary man, were you quick to realize the thing he needed most was a kind look from your eyes when you saw But okay, <laughs> go go it going. I think we should, we we probably have time for two more topics. So we're go, going into the last uh, magic topic at this now. I think, uh, and uh, I would ask of you, uh, Anton, to tell me a deck that you really felt nice playing and probably will be playing in the future uh, of twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Okay, I can talk. Uh, a lot about this topic, but I will have the pre-modern side of things here because that's why I'm here, obviously. <laughs> uh, the breakout deck of this year. You can say one of each. Yeah, okay. It's fine. Yeah, but I think, like, we talked almost a year ago about elves, and that deck has become, um, yeah, that's the deck of 2021, I feel like. Uh, it, mm -hmm. it warped the format, basically, in pre-modern. Uh, so yeah, a lot of people have been complaining about it. Yeah, least. but the meta has adjusted to it quite nicely as well. So, like, I think that deck 
needs to be meta-adjusted once more. But I love it. I love that people finally realize that Elves is the bomb in, um, in pre-modern. <laughs> uh, so that will be fun to uh, perhaps start playing more again. Because I have played it really, really... A very, very sad bit than I would have liked to. Because I was fearing bannings and stuff. So like felt like every Elves player dropped the deck, basically. Um, but now we have seen like um, Parallax Tide coming up in um, yeah, and that would be my mentionable. I, yeah. I got some Parallax Tides. I got that. I'm really interested in. Yeah, keep on. Yeah, Sorry. no, no, no. You uh, can give credit to like Mar Mark Eric Vogt who came in and he tweaked this standstill, added some Parallax Tides and Seal of Cleansings and Chain of Vapors, and it's like yeah, this shit is really dope, and um, so. It's fun with a stale format that keeps evolving every year, even if people are, I don't know if they've discovered a whole lot of it, but it still keeps evolving and meta adjusting to it. And I love that. I think it's great. Um, so Parallax Tides are hot right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Say bye, bye, sell, sell. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, so you're, on the pre-modern <laughs> side, you're, you want to play Elves again. Yeah. Uh, on, on that note, I feel, I believe we had the same kind of conversation uh, in pre-modern about goblins a while back also mm. being too powerful. Like, how can you deal with the, sometimes the lackey or whatever yeah. is too much and you have the... But I, I don't think uh, else is that much of a problem if it skews yep. the meta people can address it yep. but uh, Berlina said he, he won't address anything as long as we have this online experience only yeah we will need to have larger tournaments and whatever but For we sure. will see yeah i guess but uh, yeah it's um fun and that's also like a thing with this year i mean the spanish nationals in Primona had like 74 players so that's probably the largest tournament ever in pre-modern. Like, yeah, mm. really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you go for elves do you, in uh, old school. Then do you have? Uh, I think people uh, need to realize how nice uh, blue-white skies is. Uh, okay. Yeah, we should play that more. Topping off with uh, Mahot Midians or. Ah, uh, if you want to, if you want to feel cute. <laughs> Don't have to, uh, obviously, but uh, it's a nice card. Mm. Olan, what, what what would you bring into 2022 deck-wise? Um, I still need to win a tournament with Twiddlewalt, um, so I'm for sure gonna bring that. Um, so you you only made like 15 top eights with Twiddlewalt, but not winning this year. No, I'm. I think I played it like three or four times only, and I okay. top four, one top four, and one top eight. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's so sad to hear a spike player talk about only trying to win. I, I don't really. Like yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, I've, I've always considered and told that I'm a spike. So so there's that. But I, ah, for you it's fine then. Okay. No, but I, I'm. <laughs> I mean, I've yeah. I've never made that a secret. But but yeah, I I haven't either. I guess. <laughs> I I think that uh, I think that I. I looked at my my lists uh, of decks I played in old school, and I think I played fifty different decks during the last two years. 
Jesus. Uh, uh, so so yeah, but but then we have pre-modern. I I haven't really played pre-modern in 2021, and I'm uh, gonna make uh, 2022 the year of uh, spud and mud, and that, that's nice. my decks. Nice. Uh, so so yeah, I'm I'm really excited to play spud actually because I think that's a great fun deck. Mm. And, and it's fun because spud is kind of it revitalized due to elves because of plague spitter like that was a good meta call so yeah spud is cool mm. but uh, it's very random it relies very much on random effects but it's cool i mean it's it's random i mean mod is is in a way a bit random as well because you draw your opener and then you draw from the yeah. top and hope yeah, for, for sure. the best and those are some of the decks i i like yeah. i mean i've only played i mean i have to play mod again i've played it once and went 9-1 with it i yeah. have to play it more it's like yeah mm. um I, yeah. I really like those two decks uh and then i'm i'm acquiring the cards for the opalescence decks but i don't have all the cards yet uh, yeah. yeah i feel that um the problem for me with Premodern is that I've set it aside for being able to play it like IRL, and uh, because I can't, you can't play everything online. <laughs> I, I I've been playing a lot of old school online just to, uh, and I uh, you keep thinking that soon you will be able to meet up, and it's easier with Premodern in a way uh, to have more players in your local uh, play groups also, uh, so. Yeah. For some reason, I just set that aside, but I have a bunch of decks and I did play uh, like The Rock uh, as we did an episode with uh, me and Olan uh, about. And uh, I, w I wanted to play some uh, like Parallax uh, Tide. I, I feel like that's the first time I did see someone inventing uh, like... I don't know if it's too good, but it feels like it's overwhelming. Uh, yeah. It could be overwhelming. It, it's not too good. It's just okay, okay. Uh, it's another nice combo trick. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. In, a, in a format with a lot of nice combo tricks. It, but I, I like how how I've seen different takes of it also. Yeah. So that for me gives the feeling that there's a deck where it's really good, probably. But yeah, but like uh, still it. It has some hard matchups against aggro and whatnot. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's it's a great meta call in a like mid range uh, control meta for sure. And people okay. are trying it out since Mark has had great success with it. So like, yeah, that's the season thing with premodern. Like someone invents something and people try their stuff with it, and uh, yeah, it mm. becomes the whole uh, thing. And people scream ban, ban, ban. But Jesus, <laughs> let it go. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not a new elves, that's for sure. I mean, elves was a lot better than than this yeah. parallax deck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But well, there's different takes of it. I I hope to see uh, more of it uh, next year. Oh, can can I uh, say one thing? Another deck that also popped up this year. I haven't mentioned mm -hmm. it. Uh, the Bird Oath, the Prison Oath deck in Premodern. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. It's <laughs> it's so fun. It is great, uh, and uh, yeah, so people keep inventing stuff and uh, like tier one decks that actually change warp the meta. It's great, so mm. keep it up. Pa pa also known as Patrick Burke <laughs> dot deck. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
good mention. Uh, okay, we talked about like what we've uh, enjoyed, uh, like media wise, I guess uh, this past year. Uh, anything else we're looking forward to 2022? Uh, not necessarily in magic only. Uh, do you want to start, Oland? Do you have anything you're? Yep, two things um, at the moment. Uh, I've ordered a new computer, so I'm going to replace this 11-year-old computer, uh, which is nice. great. Uh, uh, that will be great when playing Toloria, so everything doesn't lag. Uh, did you did you get a? It's uh, configured already, or? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm. I basically ordered all the parts and they will put it together and check that everything works and stuff like that. You get that mm. service for free. Sweet. Uh, and then, then I want to do um, something I'm excited for and a shout out. And that is uh, Dave Furt Bard is hosting Havenwood Battleground number three, Omicron edition on the 29th of January, <laughs> uh, which is a one day, one day Atlantic tournament. Uh, you can if you look at him on twitter you can see where you register and i played the two before and they've been great and it's like uh it's a one-day tournament you don't have to schedule um and it's like yeah gonna, nice. i have still haven't picked what deck i'm gonna play but it's gonna be fun mm. cool yeah what about you anton I will shamelessly plug uh, a magic-related thing here, which we're doing in uh, starting in January. It's called the European Premodern Invitational Challenge, uh, or EPIC. Uh, so it will be basically a Vintage Super League or Premodern Super uh, no, show, Showdown series um, based of Europe. So there will be 10 European players uh, battling each other in uh, weekly streams uh, it will be fun i've uh, taken up a lot of like organizing stuff about it but i'm also a player in it but um, shout out to jens jaeger and nils Håkon Delfin, who has um, initiated that project and uh, gordon and wakwak who's doing the streams as well so uh, yeah that will be i believe it's going to be streamed on wednesdays right yeah wednesdays from uh, mainly yeah 7 30 p.m central european time so um that will be fun and it uh, has been like yeah it is it's been a lot of, like great stuff going on behind the scenes and getting to know all the other players more and uh, yeah so i'm excited for that one other than that i feel feel like um the x-file invitation on the Orland, like the, the 10 to 15 player tournaments i i think they are here to stay i love them uh mm -hmm. like just sitting and drinking beer and playing like four rounds of magic and perhaps a top four or whatever. It's amazing. Like that thing has to keep on going every mm. bi-monthly or, or three-monthly or so. Yeah, it's nice to have like those places since uh, none of us here and a lot of people that you have enjoyed <laughs> spending time with uh, in this uh, like way. Mm. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I would also love to have a, a place where you can still meet online and play and uh, yeah. hang out. Yeah. Uh, and it's great to have those, uh, that stuff at least. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Seb? Uh, I'm looking forward to the January edition 
of uh, Odal, where you ne- where you nice. get to play scrying. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna you and me, Anton, uh, got our heads together, oh. tangled up, and uh, f- yeah, I asked you a bunch about uh, the deck that I want to play. Yeah. No. Uh, and I think we tuned it quite nicely. Yeah, that can be uh, nice, for sure. So, uh, it's hopefully spike enough for the new Seb. Yeah. Also. <laughs> can you guess what colors is on, Oland? I, I already shown him the <laughs> okay. deck. So. I, okay. I, I think it's one of the first decks that Seb has made that I actually approved. Oh. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I think usually they are shit, but yeah, this one is, <laughs> this one is uh, nice. Um, um, I like the curve in it. Yeah, mm. yeah. I was so, uh, hoping to play that as well, but um, I won't have the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping uh, for uh, that I can go and play. I, I've at least said that I will play Raging Bull, but you don't know now, so it's uh, also uh, what I, we'll see what will happen. Uh, with the pandemic the coming time next year i'm actually turning 40 so uh, i'm 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 hoping that uh that we get to play some tournaments i'm hoping for noobcom no noobcom <laughs> Con. Con. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh i'm hoping to be able to eat some uh, good food with uh, Orland in Gothenburg. Maybe meeting you there, Anton. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, stuff like that. Mm. More, uh, as you put it, Orland. Not necessarily playing, but uh, having that as a yeah. uh, focal point of meeting, at least. Yeah. Uh, hmm? So uh, I guess that's all, folks, uh, for this year uh, it's time to make old mistakes <laughs> in different ways again hooray uh, i will wish everyone out there happy new years happy new year anton happy new year seven Holland. and everyone happy new year no more champagne and the fireworks are through